Coote. Coote. Coote right through. Got a pass on to Brass, and Brass is it for the try. Oh, so easy. Nettie to Flannery. Flannery to Rickardson. Rickardson to Fletcher. Fletcher puts the arm up, and he goes over. Fletcher scores. Now it's one-way traffic. Williams has got the ball. Gets it on to Maloney. Sets himself. Kicks for Tupo. Tupo and Williams. Tupo! Well, Roosters fans, it was the most anticipated game of the season. That's right. Our oldest arch rival, our oldest enemy. And both sides of the fans on either side of Anzac Parade were chomping at the bit to get to the stadium for 4 p.m. Sunday afternoon, straight after our powerhouse NRLW team. It wasn't in the script. It was a grubby game. It descended, as Coach Robinson said, into seven sin bins and five HIAs. Our captain, Teddy, namely one of them. Well, didn't that change the game? Souths took advantage of that opportunity. And Roosters fans, we were left wondering what could have been season 2022. Welcome to Roosters Radio this week. Silky, such a mixed week. So much anticipation. So much excitement. But I tell you what we've still got. We've still got our NRLW team up there, about to play the Titans this week. Something to look forward to for Roosters fans. Yes, that's right, Bush. A disappointing end to the men's season, going down 30 points to 14. And look, I think you're right, Bush. When we lost Tedesco for the match, well, look, we seem to have lost our shape. We also lost Toops. We also lost Angus Crichton. To be honest, mate, we just ran out of troops. Um, very hard to come back when you're down three players. And uh, South made us pay. They... They um, took their chances. They scored plenty of good tries. And uh, and as you say there, Bush, it's a case of what might have been. Yeah, look, sitting up in the stands, Silky, you know, you gracefully uh, put your hand up and, uh, you know, hosted the captain's club. And it wasn't a, a big room for you to do. And it was an opportunity for Bells and I to, to get across and see the other side of the stadium, something we all anticipate and, and something we look forward to you doing, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, at the beginning of next year. The atmosphere, the ground, what they've done is amazing. And we're always hosting the Captain's Club and we love doing it. But to get in amongst the people, it was electric. It was really a cauldron. The game's been called so much in the media, uh, everything from grubby to the greatest game uh, that's been seen. And I'm somewhere in between. You know, I think that Coach Robbins said it best. We descended and got caught in, uh, you know, the, the rope-a-dope, if you will. South Sydney bring us to a level, I believe, got us focusing not on football and playing a style of football that's not us. And we went away from our structures. We went away from our game plan. And it wasn't until the press conference that you saw Coach Robinson talk about that. I thought he handled himself really well. I know there's a hell of a lot of irate fans out there on both sides coming up with all different answers on what actually happened on the field. Look, it was a great spectacle. It was very tough. Uh, it was a good game of rugby league in a lot of ways, and in a lot of ways it wasn't. I couldn't agree more, Bush. It was like an old 80s bash and barge game. There was a there was a lot of, I dare say, foul play, if you will. Yeah. Um, Would you call it cheap shots? It's been called cheap shots. Oh, I don't the, think it was cheap shots. Look, it was foul media. play, it's sort of, and, and hence why there were so many sim binnings. Look, we can wax lyrical about the early sim binning of uh, Victor Radley, 
did that set the tone? Probably, but, you know, it, it's fish and chip paper now. But uh, to be honest, they, they just played the better football. They took their opportunities. I think Coach Robinson said in the press conference, we didn't take ours. Yeah, I, I think you're right. You know, it's very easy on any any uh, team to sit there and try and blame someone else but the team themselves. And I think Luke Keary also said in the press conference, you know, that we let ourselves down. We went away from our football. We went away from our game plan. And they got into an arm wrestle they didn't need to. So I think Teddy going off on that little bit of leadership, uh, you know, and I tell Mate, you. Ain't losing Angus was huge. And Toops as well. Look, we lost three key players. Well, Seawire also had a head knock. I mean, yeah. we haven't had. It's unprecedented the amount of. Uh, head injuries that's happened in these last couple of seasons. I don't know if we're more acutely aware because it's become such a big part of the game. I don't know what is whether it's the style of tackling, but it was no place for the faint-hearted out there on Sunday, and it was a great spectacle. Look, congratulations to our greatest arch rival. You can do no more than uh, respect the fact that they did take advantage of the opportunity given to them. There were periods of the game where we had 13 on 11, 12 on 11, um, you know, 12 on 12, on 12 and, and sometimes, you know, you think that a rooster side would capitalise on that. Um, I just think that we lost our way a little bit. And look, but having said that, the boys have put in, that was uh, eight in a row, it was going for nine in a row. Uh, the boys have put in a stellar performance since the Penrith game to put that many games back to back and get themselves to where they were. I think they'll look back and say that was a missed opportunity. Having said that, the season's still been a success, and it sets us up for an exciting 2023. Well, Bush, I just want to acknowledge the departing of two of our great stalwarts in Sam Verrills and Siwa Takiaho. Obviously, Siwa has taken up an option to go and play in France and you know, go out over there, which is a great way to finish your rugby league oh, career. We were, up there. we were up there, Bush, uh, a couple of years back. You'll be playing with uh, Mitchell Pearce, of course, Dylan Napper, a couple of old Rooster fan favourites. Uh, and Sammy Verrills is on his way to uh, the Gold Coast Titans. And, you know, we asked Nick Politis on a couple of weeks ago on, the sh- on this very show. Uh, you know, hopefully we can get him back. S- Sammy's had a great back end of the year, playing injured as well. Obviously had a bit of a knuckle injury. And, uh, look, it was great to see them uh, clapped off on Sunday afternoon, but I've got to say very sad, uh, sad for them to, to be departing. Um, but it opens the door for uh, some new opportunities. You know, we, we see Brandon Smith arriving at the club. We've got young Jackson Polo from South and, uh, you know, who knows who the Roosters might pick up between now and uh, March next year. Absolutely, Silky. And just to reiterate those comments, I mean, CUI has been a great friend of the show. He coined one of the famous songs here on Roosters Radio. A boom, boom, boom. A see you, see you. Thank you. And uh, who knows, the boys play that in the gym and it's a, it's a bit of fun. And Sammy Verrill as well, you know, as you say at the beginning in our intro when you did a beautiful job on the Roosters Radio intro, Ray Warren, nothing beats the voice of Ray Warren saying, Sammy Verrill, yeah. Verrill goes over. What a moment for the kid. He'll look back on his career at the Roosters uh, with with great joy and a big smile, and hopefully he can come back because what a back end of the season he's had. He gave us a lot of direction, a lot of skill, and he's one hell of a guy to boot. He's always accessible and uh, lovely family as well. Big shout out to the Verrills family. Yeah, I know uh, Mark, his old man's disappointed that he won't be in Rooster Town, but I tell you what, I think he'll enjoy it up there on the Gold Coast, up there, at, uh, you know, around Cool and Gattisnapper Rocks area. Oh, absolutely. Silky, you always get uh, a couple of parking tickets put in by a few meter maids and <laughs> exactly. there's lots to look forward to, a bit of a suntan. Now, Bush, moving on to the women's game, which was a highlight, uh, a nail biter, an absolute nail biter. Wow. Uh, Isabel Kelly streaking away in the uh, in the dying minutes, oh. 70 metres, an error from uh, the Knights. It was a real arm wrestle, uh, 5,000 people in attendance to watch that game, which I thought was pretty cool. Lucky enough, we'll be uh, joined by 
Miss Isabel Kelly later on today, as well as Coach John Strange, to analyse the performance of that game against the Knights. Yeah, we want to get right behind our NRLW team and Coach John Strange and make sure that every week our Roosters fans are continuing the great support as our girls take on the might of the Titans this week. But it'd be nice to get a few more insights as we pull apart the game against the Knights. We celebrate that great try from Isabel Kelly. And Silky, last night, she's uh, honoured with a great award. Absolutely right, Bush. Uh, Isabel was named the New South Wales Rugby League Player of the Year in the in the women's division. And James Tedesco, the Brad Fittler Award ceremony last night, he won all three accolades. So there's one voted by the players. Uh, there's one, I think, voted by the Telegraph and, and something else. But uh, Teddy picked them all up. So congratulations, Teddy. Probably uh, nursing a bit of a hangover still from uh, the weekend. Um, but uh, congratulations on the on the awards, and who knows, he's probably uh, in the mix for the Dally M later on this week. Absolutely, can't wait to see that, and I'll tell you what, he is in the mix for the Dally M this week, and what I love about what he brings is what we saw on the weekend when he had to go off, you realise that that leadership, that direction, he is the rudder, you know, he is, he is the anchor for this team, uh, and when you lose that, you lose so much. I mean, that just goes how, to show... So many comments on social media, on internal WhatsApp groups, on punters clubs, friends groups. When you lose a player of Teddy's calibre, you do lose a little bit of direction. Plus, um, the, not having Joey Manu on the side. You know, like if you if you go back now over the past eight weeks where we, you know, played from Penrith all the way through and won those eight eight in a row, how often Joey Manu and Tedesco touch the ball? I think you'd be quite surprised. Yeah, but having said that, Silky, we do have a next man up policy at the Roosters. Yep. So, you know, hats off to the boys that uh, put into their position. I think the beautiful thing about what happened on the weekend is as Roosters fans, we don't like it. We don't like getting beat by our arch rival. They've got bragging rights for another year. Uh, you know, they seem to have had the wood on of us over the last couple of years. And, and you know, you've got to tolerate the uh, diatribe that comes out of their gobs, especially on the other side of Anzac Parade when a bloke's just humbly trying to get a chicken burger on the east side and on the south side, they're into us. But I will say this, it gives us an opportunity to review, gives Coach Robinson a bit of a, an insight into where the gaps are, where he needs to fill some gaps. And you can't replace players of that calibre. Yeah. Teddy and Joey, for sure. But it gives a young player coming up, Joseph Sawali, a taste of what's at fullback. The great Brett Gillard, player of 89, 90. I think you ball boyed for Brett Gillard. Yeah, I sure did. Yeah, Bondi United, uh, you know, six premierships. Paddington Colts legend, of course. Said to me on the weekend, he said, mate, it just goes Joey Sawali, as good as he is, an insight into playing fullback and playing the style of footy Teddy plays. So what he should do is look at Teddy as a mentor and follow him around and, and play that style of football because that's how you play fullback. Couldn't agree more, Bush. Couldn't agree more. Look, just finally, before we go to our first break, obviously there's a World Cup later on this year. I think one through probably number 20, uh, there'll be roosters represented all the way from, you know, Teddy, obviously. Kevin Aguama in Fiji. We've got our Tongan representation, Siwa. Uh, obviously, Satili won't be there, but I, I dare say there's a couple of other players that'll be uh, banging on the door for, for rep honours. But uh, So for all those players, and we hope that Joseph Swali'i gets selected um, to go on that World Cup tour. You know, what a great accolade that would be to be representing your country at 19 years of age. Oh, absolutely. Can't wait. I think it's a uh, it's a lay down for Obviously, Joey. Obviously, Angus Crichton as well. Yeah, I think it's a lay down for Joey, but also I want to see uh, Victor in English uh, jersey. I think he, He's the other one, yeah. You know, he took three months to make his decision and, uh, you know, Good luck to Victor. It's uh, you know it's something for him and his family, and I love the fact that you know he pondered on it, he took advice on it, and it's a big decision because he would have been a Blues jersey next year, absolutely no matter what. They would have taken him out of injury or suspension to play for the Blues because he deserved it. Well, he's got to learn the the um, the words of the anthem now. God save the king. Well, that's very true, and the uh, King Charles Cavalier as it is. 
You're on Roosters Radio, and we're back right after this with Isabel Kelly and Coach Strange. Well, Roosters fans, what a real treat this week. We've got another than our NRLW coach, John Strange. Again, a big fan of Roosters Radio, Silky, and we're big fans of his. And, of course, our captain. Very elusive on and off the field. But we nailed it down for this interview, Isabel Kelly, and fresh off the back of winning us the game against Newcastle on Sunday. Guys, welcome to Roosters Radio for another week. And, wow, what form you're in. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us on. Firstly, Isabel, congratulations, uh, winning the New South Wales Women's Player of the Year. Um, you know, it must be a great accolade. How did it feel? Yeah, it's super special. I think um, obviously pulling on the Origin jersey is super special to me and representing your state is something you don't take very lightly. So um, every time I pull it on, I just kind of want to go to that next level and um, was super grateful to get the award last night. I thought actually there was a lot of girls um, within our team that deserve the award as well. So super, super lucky with that. I think you're being pretty modest there. I mean, I look, I look back at your year. Hang on. Now, yeah, you won a premiership. You scored the winning try in the state of origin. You scored the winning try in our grand final, as Bush touched on. You scored the winning try on the weekend. You, you're in a pretty rich vein of form, it's fair to say. Oh, yeah, but I, I'm such a person that likes to think that I get the opportunities off the hard work that the girls do and I think um, our middles do a massive job when I've been in origin and even so in the Roosters team as well. So um, I'm someone that I think I get those opportunities because of all the hard work that the girls do as well. So um, it's pretty good to have forwards like that that can, you know, lay a platform for us outside backs. And I want to touch on the football in a second, but as a parent and as a father, Coach Strange, to see your daughter scoring a first try in her first game on debut after two minutes. I mean, what were you more happier with, the fact that you got to see your daughter score a try or the result? Oh, I was obviously um, just happy that we scored. And <laughs> um, I, I was I was pleased for Jazz, obviously a first game. Um, you know, she was a bit nervous, as you'd expect before the game. So I, I guess as soon as she scored, sort of thinking about that, I was um, obviously happy that we scored a try as a team, but I was thinking it'd be good for her confidence, might settle her down a little bit and, uh, which I which I felt it did, and yeah, I felt I, I was actually more impressed with the defence. Um, she did a job outside Izzy really well, and um, sort of locked up that um, that left edge with Izzy. So, um, but yeah, scoring the try, it's um, yeah, it was it was nice for her definitely. What sort of words of advice did you have for, for Jazz? I mean, you know, you got to try and separate, and you do so well with the girls. You know, it's so professional. You got to separate that father's mentality, and you know, just don't get my kid hurt versus the coach and those both roles. What sort of advice did you give her to get out there and settle her down a bit? I was just giving her the, um, you know, I, I chat to all the girls before the game, um, some more than others, just about their role for that that day. Uh, so for for Jazzy, it was just, just simply, um, you know, jobs to carry the ball out of yardage, um, like our other outside backs, to get our set started. Be on the end of um, try scoring opportunities when they present, you know, which I thought she did pretty well, and yeah, and just basically just do a job out there. So um, it's pretty straightforward for her, really, and um, yeah, she's pretty aggressive naturally as as a person. So I didn't really have to kind of rev her up for the challenge. She's um, she likes to get in and be physical, and even with carries, I'm trying to get her to use the footwork, but she, she likes to find the front row to run at for some strange reason. But, um, yeah, so it was more just about just detailing her role a little bit before the game and, um, yeah, and leave it to her then. Well, speaking of front rowers to run at, I tell you what, we, you know, we don't like to get controversial on this show and that, but I tell you what, uh, Zahara found herself in front of the Newcastle front rower there, <laughs> uh, you know, just at the end of that second half, and 
gee, it was a big hit. Yeah, it was. It was a little bit of a shame because he'd obviously um, already passed the ball and it was a late late tackle. And um, yeah, so I mean, that's the way Caitlin plays. He's, he's a good player. He's very physical, but probably uh, not what they were after at the time because they were behind by two points with a bit over a minute to go. They probably would have preferred to have six tackles. But um, so I guess you could say Z took one for the team there, <laughs> uh, literally. So um, yeah, but look, it's physical. You know, the women's women's game is uh, the girls that play it. Um, you know, they, they love the contact absolutely. So it's uh, every every game. There's there's shots like that that are going on from both sides. So um, yeah, it's just just part of the game, just like it is for the men's. And we want to get that across on Roosters Radio to our Roosters fans. As we know, guys, there's a couple of unconverted old time people who probably will have their photo in a museum soon. That don't understand how exciting, how physical, how skillful, and uh, Isabel, you just demonstrate that weekly. The women's game is, but when you see a hit like that, I do understand the ball was gotten rid of, but it just goes to show the girls are putting their body on the line at an immense uh, rate of speed, power, and strength, aren't they? Every single week. Yeah, they are, and I think that just goes to show how far the women's game has come. And yes, I think the more that we're in these professional environments within our NRL clubs, um, girls are just improving week in, week out, and. Um, I know when I started, when I was 18, it was definitely not like this. And, um, you know, you could run the ball up and not really be too scared of getting whacked. But these days you have so many front rowers that can move and um, are quite agile. So um, as an outside back, you, you pick who you're running at. But, um, yeah, it's good to see that that's the way the game is going and that girls are just getting better and better with their contact. Now, back to Sunday, and I, I commented to uh, one of the friends of mine that I was at the footy with that the handling wasn't rooster-like from you ladies there on, on Sunday, and I, I watched your press conference, Coach, where you uh, you pretty much said that. I think I quite, the quote was, they were pretty average. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I know you got the result, but and then you said you had video session today, but um, what did you just go through today? Oh, well, yeah, we've got video session to come, but, um, yeah, look, it's it's – like I said in the press conference, it's really, and I said to the girls after the game, it's really about us and how we play. Um, it's not necessarily the result. I know it is, you know, the girls are out there to win, um, but our main focus is on us and how we play. And I just felt as though we let ourselves down a little bit. And it's, I think it's probably on the back of the first three rounds playing really well, scoring plenty of points, you know, and then in the first, I think, eight minutes, we, you know, we're up 10 nil. Um, and I just think mentally that, probably um, contributed to the girls maybe thinking it was just going to keep coming. And then we were, we went away from the way we were playing. You know, the, the reason the girls have been so dominant over the first three rounds is because they're playing really tough, um, earning the right to use the footy and then, and then um, you know, capitalising on that on that uh, momentum and pressure. So we just didn't build any pressure. We were sort of taking a few, a few shortcuts. And um, while it was good that uh, we got the result, the win, it's still, yeah, it was disappointing in the way we played. And look, the girls understand that. And Izzy is obviously sitting next to me now. She, you know, after the game, she she's um, in agreement with myself where, yes, we got the win, but, um, you know, we're not happy in in relation to how we did it. You know, we, we're a better side than that. Um, and that's what our main focus is, just on us and, and how good we can be. One thing you must be happy with week in, week out is the defence. I think, you know, on average, you're probably – letting in around eight to ten points. I know in the last couple of weeks, two of those tries have been off kicks. That must be one thing that's pleasing. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You've got to, you know, um, defence win comps, as they say. So, yeah, that, we've got a heavy focus on that for sure. Um, but it's, yeah, but we we just, you know, I think in the second half it was 
uh, percent completion. So yeah, we if we wanted any uh, improve our defence, we certainly had a lot of practice because we kept turning the turning the ball over. But there was a lot of resilience shown there. Watching the game again um, afterwards, a couple of times, it's actually it was a lot more positive than sort of watching it live. We mm. have to just keep turning up and defending because we put ourselves under pressure. So. Um, yeah, if we crack that this week, which we will, where we just build a little bit more pressure, keep the ball in our hands a little bit more, and then our defence will um, just be better. But yeah, like like you said, they're averaging those sort of ten to twelve points is um, yeah, pretty happy with that. And just talking about positives, one of the positives that I got out of that game was the performance of Keely Joseph, still a young woman, but gee, she's been playing well the last couple of weeks. Yeah, she's been outstanding. Um, come off the bench last season. She only missed one game when she tested positive for COVID, but she gave a lot of energy off the bench and played big minutes. So the fact that she's starting uh, this week, it means that we've got that energy from the kickoff, which is which is great. All the girls, she's a bit of a no-frills player. She's not necessarily a highlights player, but um, if you ask any of the players um, who they want to – their first pick to, to stand up alongside, I, I reckon it would be Keely Joseph because she just – it's just tireless out there. Um, sometimes, you know, I've got to bring her off really just to save herself from herself out there from mm. exhaustion and and, um, and burnout. So, yeah, she's um, she's a warrior and, like I said, not necessarily a highlights player, but I reckon, um, yeah, the girls, uh, she'd be the first pick they'd want to stand up alongside. Well, speaking of highlights player, Coach, there is one sitting next to you. She's also our captain. So I've got two questions, Izzy. I know how humble you are and, and we don't want to embarrass you here on Roosters Radio. We're all friends here in this room, but you must have been pretty excited. I was watching the replay. I was watching it live. I was standing at the stadium on level two and I'm sitting there just wishing something to happen. Knights fortunately made an error and you were just Johnny on the spot, right spot, right time. You pick it up. You had a bit of work to do and, you know, you showed a bit of toe and the Newcastle winger was coming across. Did you A, look up to see how your hair was, B, <laughs> pin the ears back and just go for the corner and think, if I don't score this, Strangey's going to kill me, or C, just get so excited you didn't know what was going on? Uh, look, I actually think in my head that I had, I wanted to get this try to prove everyone wrong that I was still quick. To be <laughs> I get a lot of crap at training that I've lost my speed, so it was pretty good to just prove that to everyone. Um, but at the same time, yeah, it was exciting. Like we got we got the try and we won the game, but I was just absolutely wrecked. But I wish that we had won the game in a different way and it didn't yeah. come down to that because I know how much of a good side we can be. And um exactly what Strangey said, I think when we stick to our completion, and I was guilty of a few things that are a bit uncharacteristic for me, when we stick with that, we're such a good side. But in that sense, it's a little bit of a blessing that we've had that kind of lesson because we can just build and be a better team. And I think once we do that coming into semis, it's a really good time that, um, you know, learning to go into grand final as well, hopefully. And just your transition. I mean, you know, we, we got great captains and great leadership in our NRLW team from our coach, from our captains in the past. This year, you've taken that rollover from Corbin. How different is your style to Corbin's style? Because you kind of look the same from the outset, but there obviously are some subtle differences. Yeah, we're a bit different. Um, I think Corbs is like a really good leader on and off the field, obviously. She's a great talker um, and she's someone that the girls love to be around and follow. And um, I think I'm someone that likes to lead by example and by my actions out on the field and um, to do that extra run for the girls to make it a little bit easier for some of them or, um, yeah, just to continue fighting. So, yeah, I'm a bit different to, to some other captains, but um, I think the girls have really followed me this year and it's been really good to know that they um, respect me as a captain and love to follow me as well. Guys, the preparation for the game against Newcastle, obviously both teams were undefeated, but uh, I suppose from my point of view, there was a lot of roosters 
in that Newcastle side who I dare say would have known the structures. Friends are now foes. Was the prep leading into the game a bit different? I saw there was plenty of hugs when the final whistle blew out there on the pitch, but uh, did you have to prepare a little bit differently? Um, I don't think so. I think um, we're, we're doing really well with just focusing on what we need to do as a team and um, being better as a team, basically not worrying too much about the other side. But, yeah, obviously there was a bit of rivalry out there and I think we've seen that um, on Sunday with some of the new girls in our team coming up against some of our oldies. But um, it was good to see, I think, me and Stranger were talking about it before, how good Parney went and Kessar just up against their middle pack who is so experienced and they just held their own. So, um, yeah, it was a great battle between the middles, but um, nothing too different with how we prepare to every other team, basically. Izzy, in a, in a few years to come, you know, the, the dance card you're creating here and, and coach as well is going to be amazing. There's going to be young girls, you know, that are going to come through and they're going to benchmark and say, I want to play like Isabel Kelly. But you didn't have that opportunity because you guys are kind of the first, really, the way it's exploded and the way you've come onto the scene. Is there an NRL player that you like to play? I know you lead like Teddy because you do lead by example with your actions, but is there an NRL player that you benchmark off or someone you look to that you think, I like to play that style of footy? Not not, not so much. I think I'm a very competitive person and I love to go out there and basically give it my, my all and I'm quite aggressive when I come out on the field. But um, I was actually listening to Teddy talk last night at the Origin Awards and just hearing how he um, is mentally within the game and wants to be the best player he can be every time he takes the field. And I think that's something that really resonated with me is um, the mental side of it. I love to go out there and kind of push myself to the limits that I can. But, yeah, I think I'm just – I. I've always just wanted to push myself further and further and see what I can do. But um, I've always been in such great teams and had great people around me to support me and, and great coaching staff. So I think when you have that and have them comfortable and confident um, with you being out there, that just creates another level as a player. Mm. And lastly, I know we've got the fifth round match this week against the Titans. Coach, we'll be looking at maybe resting a few now that you've got a, a final spot locked in and with one eye looking towards the semifinals. Yeah, we are. Um, made that decision after the Dragons game around resting some girls. Some obviously needed needed a rest, like um, Sarah Tokatuki needed a rest with a, with a knee, so she'll be back this week. Um, Jamie Frezard will be, will be back this week as well with her cut that's um, hopefully going to be okay. Um, so she should be um, back as well. And Shania Power, who copped the knock. So she was out, so she'll be back. But there's also three girls that, um, that haven't played yet, and they'll be debuting for our club. Um, this week as well. So young Jada Taylor is going to get an opportunity. So we're going to uh, rest Sammy Bremner, um, nice. who's been exceptional for us. Mm. Uh, Jada's the young woman who scored the, the length of the field try in the, was it the Tasha Gale? Or in 19's Origin. Oh, yeah, or, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So she's she's only young and obviously she's going to be a great player in the future, but it's just for, for me as a coach, it's about her coming, transitioning from the, the girls' footy, the 19s, um, and, and being able to handle um, the NRLW. So, um, and I, she's, she's ready for that now. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a little bit of a process like it is with these younger girls. Uh, Tessa Peel, we went through it, um, and Party Opawadi were in our squad uh, last season. Um, they didn't play, but um, it was just about developing them uh, with, you know, training with girls like Isabel Kelly and, um, you know, you're just surges and all those girls with the experience, it really just brings them on. So, yeah, Jada Taylor is ready to go now and she'll be getting a, an opportunity this week with Sammy having a rest. Um, Shannon Rose, local Central Coast girl, will be getting a getting a start. Um, she'll be debuting in the NRLW this week as well. Um, and um, and Tech Angelina, um, 
Katoa, she'll be getting um, her first run as well off the bench. So, yeah, it's really good. We get to rest a couple of couple of girls, but it's also there's an expectation for anyone that um, puts on the jersey that, um, that they go out there and, and do their, their job. So, um, yeah, that's what we'll be expecting this week as well against the Titans. We have the same policy on uh, Roosters Radio, Coach. It's uh, next man or next woman up in here, you know, so it's just silky <laughs> Very on, good. Uh, high expectations. Guys, we love having you on every week. The fans are so excited that we've still got some uh, Roosters footy in us and it's through the power of NRLW. As always, we're right behind you. We thank you so much for your time, Coach Strange, and now uh, you'll be coined Captain Isabel, right? So, <laughs> Captain Kelly. I love it. Captain Kelly. Yeah, Captain, Captain yeah. Kelly it's sounds like a pirate. Like a pirate. Name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, an, as aggre- you're as aggressive as a pirate, so mate, you're an eye patch away she from is. Yeah, She's an eye patch away from really frightening them. Guys, uh, long may the form continue. Good luck against the Titans. We'll be cheering you on and watching. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much again for spending time on Roosters Radio. Sounds like we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks, thanks for having us. us. Thanks, guys. See you, guys. What a great interview, Silky. And it's always good to get such great access. I mean, he's so impressive, Coach John Strange. And and I tell you, you started reeling off what Isabel Kelly has done in the game thus far. She's got so much more to do. I shudder to think when she gets to an age where she's decided it's full-time on the career, when she does look back, she'll be one of the most inspiring NRLW players to be and someone that young girls can aspire to emulate. Oh, Bush, I think that's already happening. If you it go is. out to those games, I noticed that they put up about 5,000 people to watch the women's game there yep. on um, Sunday afternoon. And, and look, it, it is a growth area of the game. You know, we've got more teams coming in. So with that, my, my two daughters play tag. They mm. look up to these these women. So uh, I'm sure there's plenty of girls out there with number four roosters jumpers. Not just that, though, mate. The quality of the football, it's exciting. Like it's, Absolutely, yeah. It, you're sitting out there and, you know, you're not getting a beer and a hot dog and noticing something going on in the background. You're actually glued. When I saw Izzy, like I was watching that intently as we're yeah. big fans of the NRLW Roosters side, but I was watching intently. I'm looking at the score going, geez, you know, Knights crossed over the line. They've just got their noses in front. And when that error happened and Izzy picks the ball up, mate, it just gives you a great feeling as a rooster. It sets you up for, you know, obviously yeah. we didn't get the, you know, the, the men's game uh, over the line, but it made you feel half good. Well, mate, I actually was impressed with the first two tries they scored. Keely Joseph, great run through the middle. Yep. Then they just spread the ball to the left. Jasmine Strange scored in the corner. Their second try was a beautiful show and go from Racine McGregor and an inside ball to the front rower, um, Hopawati, to, to go on under next to the post. So, mate, the skill level is there. The the contact is there, and, and it's a great um, it's, it's a great game to watch. Absolutely. And you can see that Coach Strange has got him prepped and ready every week playing a rooster style of footy. But after just hearing Isabel talk about you know being inspired how Teddy prepares how she prepares how the girls are aggressive we've got something really to look forward to on a weekly basis I hope they extend the NRLW season where it doesn't impact too much on the players like they don't you know get their the blood out of them like the NRL does 26 rounds I hope they get the balance right as more teams come into the competition and next year we can see so much more of that footy Welcome back to Roosters Radio and uh, Silky and fans. We've got a game against the Titans in the NRLW this week to look forward to. Coach Strange seems pretty confident, but I think it, uh, you know, he's going to really have a good chat to the girls about playing that Roosters style of footy. And as you alluded to, Silky, there were some errors, so he'll want to see that out of the game. 
Well, we learnt firsthand he's going to be resting quite a few players, but I think the Titans are still a mathematical chance of making the semi. So they've got plenty to play for. Absolutely. Um, for our girls, I think as as uh, Coach mentioned, they're you know be resting a few, so not as much as stake, but it'd be good to go into the finals in the upcoming weeks with that consistent winning form. Yeah, well, I think we've got a terrific leader in Isabel Kelly. You can see how humble she is and and how tough she is on herself. And I think with new players coming in. Just like our NRL side, the NRLW side is a next woman up policy. So they're expected to do their job. Coach Strange said that and alluded to that. Um, I think, you know, he's a terrific coach and he gets the girls, as you say, Coach Robertson does, up at the right time of year, um, up for the games. And they'll be back playing the Roosters style footy. The cornerstone is their defence but they need to work on those uh, those errors, as you mentioned. And I think uh, Roosters to get the chocolates. I'm predicting Roosters 22, Titans 6. Well, Bush, our ladies are taking on the Titans up there on Sunday afternoon at Central Coast Stadium, in fact, Bush. So uh, it's just a little short drive down the uh, the road there for Isabel Coast Strange and a few of our other uh, Central Coast Roosters. Well, it's our, it's our second home ground, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. But I think they'll win, and I think they'll win well. I'm going to say Roosters 24, Titans 4. Wow, we're very close in scoreline there. We want to wish our NRLW team all the best on Sunday. Don't forget, Roosters fans, get out there. You can get up to the Central Coast or watch them on TV. But they're a terrific team, and they look like they've got some premiership glory ahead of them, Silky. So long live their success. We want to thank Coach Strange and Captain Isabel Kelly, recently crowned the New South Wales Rugby League Player of the Year. Well done to you on that accolade. And both her and Teddy, Roosters. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. East to win.